Welcome back to another episode of the Chalk Dinosaur Podcast. This is episode 34. And today's episode is brought to you by C4 Energy. Filled with a bunch of crap, but most importantly, 200 milligrams of caffeine, which we're going to need today because I did not sleep well last night. Why did I not sleep well last night? Well, it's because I didn't stay up late enough. I tried to go to bed too early, and I screwed myself. Uh, I, was, uh, I was battling all night to, uh, to stay in bed and not uh, wake up. But I woke up at 4. Um, sleep's been real weird recently. Um, I guess this weekend, yeah, it was terrible sleep both nights. Um, alcohol always kind of leads to sleep issues for me. And uh, I drank alcohol on Friday and Saturday. Very good, uh, very very fun hangouts. Very good, very good times both nights. I don't regret it, but they did screw up my sleep real bad. Um, Friday, I went to go see a show with my brother Nick. We went to the Thunderbird to go see Mike Minda and his. He was it, the show was called Be Free or Get Free. I forget something like that. But it was a. a bunch of 60s and 70s covers and he was playing with Michael Berger who was the bass player of Chalk Dinosaur and um, Stevie Polito was playing the drums who was the, uh, the drummer for the Clock Reeds drummer for Northside Organ Trio just very uh, integral to the Pittsburgh music scene and um, Randy Bauman on the keyboards and vocals what the heck? I didn't know that. I didn't know he could play keys and sing. Um, he's a radio host on DVE, and um, I didn't. I don't know who the percussion player was, but he was really good. And um, Mike Minda also very good. He plays in a band called The Common Heart. Who they their show really blew my mind um, when I saw them at Farm Jam in 2016, and. Uh, yeah, he's really good. That band is really good. Um, but this was his thing, and he put together this band, Pittsburgh uh, All-Stars. And, um, yeah, it was a really fun show. And um, and then the next night, I, I went to uh, John Henderson's house for a fire. Anyway, point of this is, uh, yeah, my sleep is all messed up. But anyway, let's get back on track here. Today's episode, I wanted to talk about career strategies for 2022, like my career strategies that I am kind of thinking about um, and have been thinking about this year and kind of working on because building a career building a career that can kind of support me and kind of, you know, I want to build a career, <laughs> something that like I can live off of something that can be fruitful enough that I could do stuff like buy a house or, um, you know, a car or whatever, just a, a legit 
career with like a, a you know an amount of money that is like good um so i guess there's there's been a lot of different ways that i've been uh trying to get closer to that this year and i have been branching out this year mostly from necessity because my source of income for the past 10 years like my main source of income was writing underscore music like background music for for tv for this one particular company and you know i think february was like the last time i really got any significant work from them so it's been a long time and um it's kind of seeming like for whatever reason, like I'm not going to have that, uh, moving forward. So, um, I've been kind of thinking about, you know, how I should proceed and like what kind of, uh, direction I want to go. You know, I could look for more work like that. I could try to, integrate more into that company maybe but really what I what I really want to do is I want to have my own source of income like that I've created like my own um, my own business or businesses you know my own streams of income that are not reliant on other people um, you know my own my own empire um, so I'm not sure exactly what that is going to look like, but there are a couple things I'm trying. And, you know, in this age, there are so many ways that people make livings through creating content. Um, they're just like, you know, people make livings doing podcasts you know, uh, that's why I'm doing the podcast. Well, not, not necessarily the reason, but like, you know, that is a way that people do make a living. Um, but you know, I want it to be there to kind of support the whole chalk dinosaur, uh, world, uh, for anybody who wants to dig a little deeper, get to know me or background behind the music and everything a little more, just wanted that to be in place. But you know, so, yeah, people make a living doing podcasts, YouTube channel. Um, you know, once you have enough Instagram followers, you can say, for instance, for me, I could sell my sample packs, which I, I started making, started a sample pack company this, this year. Um, there are, not to mention just like performing, streaming audio, um, but anyway, um, yeah, so this year I, you know, I had been seeing a lot of sample pack advertisements because I'm a music producer and Instagram has figured that out and um, now I get lots of ads for sample packs, which I love buying sample packs, um, just like new sounds to work with. Um, so... I started thinking, you know, I could do that. Uh, I know how to make 
useful sounds and good sounds that people could use and um I could I could sell them through Instagram. So, I started that company, a sample pack company. I, I thought I was going to I thought I would um start making sound packs for other producers to use and then try to sell them on Instagram. And um that company is called Chalk Sonics and um So, I'm still trying to figure out with that company what what sample packs are going to actually sell the best. And um cuz there's all different kinds. There's there's, you know, drum specific ones, there's drum loops ones, there's like melodic packs. Um there's all different ways that people use these and there's all different kinds that that are available. So, I'm trying to figure out what kind is like the most um marketable, I guess. And it's probably going to end up being drums if I had to guess because every, everybody wants drums, I think. That's the most universal thing that people could ha- could buy. So Yeah, so that that <laughs> the sample business, it hasn't been providing a significant uh income so far. But I haven't been really putting a significant amount of work into it recently. Um, I I think I've got like five products right now. So I'm still kind of building my inventory. And I feel like once I figure out what uh, people will buy and what's like useful for the most amount of people and target, you know, once I make a pack that's like really marketable and like, uh, once I hit a, a demand, I feel like I could see that that doing really well because then I could just pump lots of money into the ads, and then if it's a pack that people actually want to buy, then you know I could just keep that going. But um, yeah, I mean, I see some of these sample pack companies and independent manufacturers, um, and you know, I. I uh, you know, if they're 30 bucks a pack and you sell, I don't know. I think I, what made me want to try it was that I saw, I got an email from this sample company that I never even heard of. And they had released a pack and in the email, it was like a thank you email. Like, Oh, we sold, I forget, like several thousand copies of our sample pack, you know? And then I did the math and I'm like, Holy crap. They made like 300,000 dollars from this in like two days from this sample pack release i'm like i have to try this because i feel like i can make good sample packs um i just have to figure out what you know what kind people want like where the demand is and and then how to market them you know and boy a lot goes in to all of this that you know making the sample pack is a lot of work like my drum, my drum pack called Punch Funk Love. That I put a lot of work into that, and um, I think it's a really good and really useful sample pack. But then you know you've got to make artwork for it. You got to make a website store to sell it. You got to make demos. You got to make videos. Like there is so much stuff that that goes into it. Um, 
So it's hard to keep up with, but I'm definitely going to keep up with it. And um, it's one of those things that I feel like will work synergistically with um, if Chalk Dinosaur gets more popular. If I have a sample store, people, you know, and people like my music and they like the way it sounds and they are producers, you know, if there's a big audience for my music, you know, that will transfer over and I'll have people interested in the sample packs and vice versa. If somehow like my sample company got more well-known than Chalk Dinosaur, then people would see the connection um, and start listening to Chalk Dinosaur if they liked my audio products. So I feel like those, you know, having that in place will they can help each other uh, as they grow. So yeah, sample company. That's that's one of my one of my angles here. Career strategies. I really like the sample pack idea because you only have to make it once. You can sell. You know, there's the invent. There's no like inventory. It's just like you make it once and it can be sold as you know a million times, unlimited amount of times. Um, so it's almost like like a very passive income. Um, you still have to market it and make you know promotions for it. But right now I'm still like the only product that I feel would feel like I should promote promote more is my drum pack. Um, the rest of them are kind of experimental. Um, not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. I just like don't feel that confident about how useful those ones are. But um, anyway, that's one of the things uh, that I want to get going. Um, career strategy. Yeah, another one is just chalk dinosaur. Um, trying to get my streams up trying to get more streams, trying to grow the audience on Instagram. And on Instagram, I'm trying to do that with the little short performance videos, 60-second videos, kind of layering up a track. Um, those have been... People really like those, and they're fun for me to make. I get a lot of new musical ideas. It's kind of a problem because I don't finish the idea when I first come up with it, and then it, it's, it's pretty hard to finish an idea after that initial thing is over, the initial spark in the session is over. So I'm dealing with that right now, like trying to finish these ideas um, as I'm just like continuously making new ones for these videos. But yeah, the videos have been great. A uh, lot getting, been getting, you know, been growing the following slow and steady through that. Um, I mean, faster than when I don't do them, but sharing them as reels, Instagram reels, that's been, that's been the key. Um, cause then it just shows them to anybody who's interested in music. And then I get a bunch of random followers. Um, so yeah, I've been trying to do that, trying to, I've been releasing singles. I've been trying this. I've resisted doing this for my whole career. But I'm I'm releasing singles now for the new, you know, album Punch Funk Love. 
So I'm, I started in March and this was an experiment, I guess. I wanted to see how, if it would, you know, grow my following, um, on Spotify, if I released singles regularly, because everyone always says that's the way to do it. And so I, I started doing that, releasing a song every month. And I've been doing that since March. I think there's five songs out. And when I released my f- the first one, it was the first thing I'd released in a, in a while. And my monthly listeners doubled. But then I've been releasing singles consistently every month after that. And it hasn't, it's actually gone down my monthly listeners. So it is not working for me at least so far. I'm going to keep doing it for the rest of the year. Um, in addition to probably releasing a full band album, just as one blob uh, one at a time, just the whole body of work. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not really working for me. And it's kind of nice cause it, it buys me more time to, um, you know, I just have to finish one song a month and, you know, I've been kind of pulled in so many different directions this year. I haven't had a lot of time to work on Chalk Dinosaur, not as much as I'm used to or would like. Um, but if I'm releasing one song a month, you know, I can finish one song in a month and then I can feel like it's still progressing. I'm still like releasing stuff, new stuff for people to listen to. And, but you know, I, um, I don't have to finish the whole the whole album before I share music, uh, which is nice because I like sharing music and it feels good to have that um, feeling of kind of like freshness, like ah, there's a new new song for people to listen to. But at the same time, you know, I I really am feeling like something is lost with the singles, the leaking out the singles slowly as opposed to releasing a body of work altogether, it's, uh, I think it works better for some artists and like for, for Chalk Dinosaur, I don't know if it works. I don't know if it's working. Like, I I don't know if like my listener base likes the singles. Uh, they might rather just have an album and wait longer for it. Um, I mean, I was talking to somebody and they were like, yeah, me and my friends have like a listening party every time you drop a new album. And I was like, man, that's cool. Um, but that, I guess you can't really do that with the, with the singles if it's just like a single, you know? So I don't know. Maybe my listener base prefers the other way, you know? And this releasing singles one at a time is works better for other people or something. I don't know. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it with this Punch Funk Love al- album. And then I am going to drop full bodies of work. Um, you know, while that album is being released in singles. There's going to be like multiple albums being released at the same time. But um, yeah, Punch Funk Love will just be an ongoing release. Um, and that that album is, is all these Instagram short videos that I made these pieces of music I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish those that's what I've been doing and that's what's gonna be 
the album, these finished pieces of music that I initially introduced through video. So the singles not working so much. I mean, my, my monthly listeners are up, but they jumped when I released the first single. They have not continued to go up um, as I've released more singles. I'm kind of wondering now if I might be better off doing like four songs at a time every couple months instead of one song every month. I don't know. I'm not uh, not too concerned with it, but I was interested to see if that how that would work, uh, and maybe I haven't given it enough time. But um, yeah, it's definitely got its pros and cons. So, career strategies definitely chalk dinosaur. I'm going to continue working that and seeing how far I can get with that. Um, performing, trying to build an audience in Pittsburgh, in Columbus, um, putting out new music, all the things that I have been doing, I'm going to continue doing with Chalk Dinosaur, but branching out and I'm trying to hit some more bases here and see what's gonna, you know, what's gonna provide the most traction, um, what's going to you know, is there anything that I could do that will perhaps uh, give me some more financial independence? And um, that's what I've been doing this year is kind of just trying a bunch of different stuff out and um, trying to just figure out other ways, uh, other things that I could be doing that could potentially, you know, at some point, Support me. But anyway, we're talking career strategy here and trying to get Spotify streams. Ever since I saw HM Surf, who is a lo-fi beats artist who has over a million monthly listeners with virtually no social media presence, and no performance presence, like no live performing. Ever since I saw that, I was like, okay, that's what I want. Uh, that's like my ideal scenario right there because um, that's enough money from streaming to pay rent and to have, that's like, that's a, that's a decent income there. And um, because every thousand streams is $4, approximately so a million streams would be four thousand dollars a month um which is you know a lot more than i need um but anyway just seeing that that's possible that somebody could make a living off streaming alone with uh you know pretty simple music and they're not hustling on social media and they're not performing um, that's like exactly what I want. Um, so that I don't have pressure. I, I'm not, you know, pressured to be on the road. I'm not, um, not having to spend all this time doing social media. 
I can just make the music, release it, and make enough money to survive. That that's the dream right there. So after I saw that, I'm like, wow, that, you know, I want to do that. And you know, he's not the only one. I, I saw a bunch of other lo-fi artists who also have, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of monthly listeners. And I calculated if I had 250,000 monthly listeners, monthly streams, that would be enough for me to pay rent. And um, so, you know, and it doesn't all have to be from one artist. So anyway, career strategy here. I'm now going to pursue this Spotify, trying to get more monthly listeners I'm pursuing this more, and I've created two separate... Well, I've created a new artist entity called Pelican Watch, and all I'm doing for Pelican Watch, it's all going to be chill, lo-fi beats, because that's a style of music that I like, I feel like I can make, it's it's enjoyable for me to make, and I feel like it's pretty simple. Um, so I'm going to do that. Why not try? So I'm going to do that. I feel like I could crank those out. Um, I have one album released so far, Pelican Watch. You can find it on on Spotify. It's just, it's a lot easier to market when that's exactly what it is. Everything is going to be that genre. With Chalk Dinosaur, it's very difficult. Um, Sometimes even within one song, it's like, multiple genres and it's like hard to hard to really say what it is um so if i'm trying to get it on a playlist or if i'm trying to uh just market it in any way it's like well it's like a mixture of all these things it's it's kind of hard to peg and so with pelican watch it's this is what it is lo-fi study beats um Everything is going to be that for Pelican Watch. Instrumental, lo-fi, hip-hop beats. So I've got that, okay? And then something else I noticed was the meditation, relaxation, kind of spa music on Spotify is crazy. Like, um, there's there's a bunch of artists, they've released uh, ambient kind of music, with millions of monthly listeners, more than enough to make a living from. And this the, the music is like, it's not songs, it's like almost just like tones. It's like a, it's like two minutes of like one chord played like, you know, with a nice sound, like a synth pad. And it's got like m- millions of monthly listeners. So I'm like, wow, okay, I, I need to try that too because I can do that, and um, so I'm doing that with my cousin Bobby, so we're doing something a little more than that, I guess, because we're having those synth beds, but then we're also, he's playing flute, he's singing, um, so it's like a little bit more engaging of like a meditation, relaxation music, it's there's a little more going on than just like a, a synth pad. Um, but we might release that too. 
And um, got to get the YouTube going for that. That's Ancient Frequencies. That's me and his project. Pelican Watch is my lo-fi beats project. Both of these, like, they're just these areas of music that I feel like I can do. And that there's, I'm just seeing that other people are finding success with that. And it's, seems like, why not try that? You know, because it, it, it's something that would be easy to make that could potentially contribute to a self-sustaining kind of uh, life of artistry. Um, And I would much rather do these things than kind of a lot of other work that I could do. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to get the Pelican Watch music onto some playlists. I'm using a website called Submit Hub. And what that is is... I mean, one of the biggest ways to get your music heard by other people on Spotify is to get on playlists. So usually, you know, if somebody likes a song, they put it on their playlist. And there are certain people who have playlists that have thousands of followers. People have made a playlist that, like, lots of, you know, it's a public playlist, and lots of people, like, subscribe to it. Um... So they have a lot of power because they've got thousands of followers um, listening to their playlist. So with Submit Hub, you can submit your music to these playlist curators um, that have also signed up to Submit Hub as playlist curators. You can get connected with these people who have uh, popular playlists. And they'll listen to your song, and sometimes, uh, if they like it, they'll put it on their playlist. So, I've been doing that, and it's been working really well for Pelican Watch, because, I think because that music is so specific, um, I've been having more success with it than with Chalk Dinosaur, because it's a little harder to find the right, it doesn't always fit into a genre nicely. So it's a little harder to for that to kind of work. Um, I've had some some playlist editions for Chalk Dinosaur, but you know it's uh, it's been a little tougher because the genre is not like the genre is not um, you know very defined. So that's been interesting. Pelican Watch very easy, lo-fi hip-hop or lo-fi study beats i can just submit it to that and it's like exactly what they're looking for so the monthly listeners i forget when i released that album sometime sometime within the past month i think and i i the monthly listeners have gone up i mean they were around like 30 and then i started submitting to these playlists and then over the past like couple weeks it's gone up to like 400 so i'm very like encouraged um by that and i want to keep keep pushing that because the goal here is to build an audience big enough to support me um through pelican watch through ancient frequencies and through chalk dinosaur and um i honestly feel like i probably have a better chance 
at doing that through some of these specialty, the two specialty artists I have, Ancient Frequencies and Pelican Watch, like the niche artist profiles. Uh, I mean, I feel like Chalk Dinosaur has so much more to offer, but it's just so all over the place that I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if one of these other artists' profiles I have uh, surpasses Chalk Dinosaur. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um, you know, I look at some bands uh, that I've I've seen at festivals and like see them around, they're like playing all over the place and it seems like they're doing really awesome. But then I, I look at their Spotify monthly listeners and it's i'm like man that's it like um you know this band is so good like they only have this many listeners though on spotify and it's it's kind of crazy i guess like i guess especially with the jam world you know people mostly listen at the show like that's where the real experience is it's not in the recorded work um and, you know, I, I get that for sure because, like, I, there's a lot of bands that I, I only listen to when I'm at the show and that's, and, and I'm, like, getting the full experience. Um, so I could see that. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just trying to put more music out on Spotify, trying to, trying out these, like, niche genres um that i enjoy uh, to see if i can get some traction within those worlds and sample packs um and then with chalk dinosaur i'm gonna continue as usual just performing releasing music of all genres that uh that i'm into and um you know developing the merch store more i just that's another part of the, the career strategy is I, I set up the uh the merch website that's like a it's like a print to order or i don't know what the word is but like whenever somebody orders something then they make it and they ship it i don't have any of the inventory it's like this company they do the they do the printing and then they do the shipping they do all the customer service. All I do is like create the designs and like the products that I want. And that's been great because, you know, um, if I have merch and I'm shipping it, like if that were to grow at all, like I would uh, have to spend all my time. It's like very kind of time consuming, even on a small level to, to ship merch orders and stuff I, I would have to feel, figure out some kind of fulfillment um, plan some I, I would have to pass off the shipping somehow and anyway the, like this this website threadless has done a good job the profit margins are like a little smaller but it's not that much smaller and they handle everything so that's another one of those things that I just wanted to have in place um, if and when you know, Chalk Dinosaur grows. Um, want to have the merch store in place so people, if they want to support, they can 
they can get you know a wide array of different chalk dinosaur merchandise so yeah i got the merch store we got chalk dinosaur we got pelican watch we got ancient frequencies we got the sample pack company and I guess, like, this is all in addition to the composing work um, and mixing work. Like, I've been doing some mixing work for John Henderson's solo project, Sky Ridge. I've been mixing his music. Uh, I mixed some live sets for Michael Berger for The Clock Reads. Um, I mixed a, a new single for a Pittsburgh band called The Stone Throwers. And, um, man, yeah, just doing whatever I can do right now. Just really scrapping together every, uh, possible thing I have. Um, and fortunately, like, what's really, like, helped carry me through these uncertain times is the royalties. They've been growing because... Uh, over the last 10 years, I've written maybe 1,200 tracks for TV that have all been in this library, and they're still being used by new shows. Um, so I'm, you know, the work I did over the past 10 years is kind of like floating me through this time right now while I figure out how I'm going to do the next chapter, how I'm going to get to the next kind of level of my career where I'm, you know, self-sufficient and, um, I have, uh, found some kind of, uh, success or, you know, financial stability through my own, uh, channels. That's the goal. And I mean, if I'm being really picky, the goal is Spotify streams. If I could make if I can make what I'm making now or more through just streaming, that would be that would be the go that would be like the best. So there would be no pressure to perform. There would be no uh, like extravagant social media thing that because social media that takes a long time, and like YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, like doing all that stuff. One, it's really hard for me to like keep track of all that and to, to keep up with it. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like, okay, if I wanted to do YouTube, I would need to go YouTube real hard. Just forget about Instagram or, or vice versa because like trying to do it all is not working so good for me. Um, but anyway, after I've seen some of these artists in these niche genres they don't have they're not like posting all the time on social media um they're just releasing this music and somehow it's uh it's got enough monthly streams to you know to pay rent and more so that's what i'm going for ultimately it would be great um but, you know, until I can get there, I'll, uh, I'll continue to do what I can with sample packs, with performing, with mixing work for, for other bands, 
and any any other freelance composing work that I get, you know, I'm just gonna do whatever I can get um, until I can get the kind of Spotify and streaming traffic or YouTube traffic to, you know, pick up the slack. Um, yeah. That is it. You know, I think I've had a bit too much caffeine at this point. That, uh, that energy drink I opened at the beginning of this episode is, uh, is a little extreme for, uh, for now. I think I, I think I need to go blow off some of this energy. Go to the gym! But anyway, yeah, gotta try and figure out way to create my own empire empire that sounds like that just sounds not good but you know i need to figure out a way to kind of create my own way um and find success off my own businesses and my own uh products and like music and content i know you can do it so many people are doing it just have to find a way, put the put the puzzle together, and figure out, you know how how do I integrate all these skills and things that I can do? How do I put them together in a way that's going to support me? And you know that's that's the puzzle. You know I've got I've got skills, um, I have resources. I just need to figure out a way to uh put it together in a way that can support me and um yeah so that's those are my strategies for 2022 not i guess they're not the most focused strategies but i'm trying out a bunch of different stuff and seeing if i can make any traction and you know if something starts working i'm gonna go harder with that um so I'm kind of just trying a bunch of stuff and seeing seeing what what works. And you know, worst comes to worst, you know, I can sell my plasma, I can be a sperm donor, and I can <clears throat> work at Chipotle. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I must make something work with my skills, with music, with content, with something. Um, and I think I can. Uh, I just have to figure it out. And fortunately, have I have the luxury of some little bit of wiggle room, a little bit of time. The time is closing in. The walls are closing in, too. My chest, I can't breathe. Okay, just kidding. Okay, well, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you. Uh, thank you for listening. Hope you have a great week or weekend or whenever you listen to this, and hope you enjoy the music. Check out Pelican Watch, my new music, my new lo-fi beats. Uh, check out Ancient Frequencies if you're looking for some relaxation, meditation, spa uh, type of music. And uh, Chuck Dinosaur, check it out. There's new songs every month. And, um, yeah, have a good one.